Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. Hey girls, welcome back to It Girls Podcast. This is Jenny. This is Lindsay. How are we all? Are we slaying this week? Happy hump day. <laughs> Queens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope you're all girl bossing it as per usual. Yes, and don't let any man bring you down. Straighten that crown, biatch. <laughs> um, before we start this week's episode, just make sure to go on over to uh, thenimco.com and see if there's any masks left over. There are very, very few going. The ribbon ones are pretty much sold out, but there's a handful of elastic ones left. So if you want some, go get them, girlies. Um, they're cute as fuck and to be honest they are so good because I think they're great for when you wash them that like um, material that they use on, uh, that Neve uses on the outside like no creasing whatsoever it's great no creasing and it's perfect because um, the organic cotton that touches your skin is perfect for like people who are suffering with like mask mm. and stuff like that because like having polyester or non-breathable fabric on your skin can create like it's bad and also when masks are like really close to your face these kind of sit yeah. and give you space to breathe. So they're so much more comfortable than other masks that we've used. That's why we wanted to collab with mm. Nimco. Our good pal. So comfortable, by the way. Evan has robbed mine on me. The bastard. And I'm like, babes, you think you'd support? You'd support it a little bit and maybe buy one? True. And they are unisex. Little cute cherub on it that I drew and that Neve did her little swirl in. They're so pretty. They're sick. I actually have a cool outfit that I'm going to put on the gram. I got a checkered... <laughs> um, Top to match my checkered ma- oh. mask and a checkered pair of sockies. Oh, cutesy. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be posting that on the gram. You double tap, queens, support, <laughs> women support women, all right? That's what we like around here, isn't it, Jenny? Hell yes, queen. Um, okay. So we're doing our Q&A. It feels like it has been a fucking minute, even though it's only been a month. We do them once a month, but every time we do them, they come around. I'm like... Dear God, it's been a while. It's like our period. You're like, what the fuck? So true. Oh my God. You're back again. And she's like, yes, I am, bitch. I'm here to fuck up your life. <laughs> so we're actually going to go through uh, like five questions today. We usually do three, but we're going to try, keep it snappier, but we just got some good shit off you guys this month. Some we really did. really good questions. So thank you so much. As always, we open up our Tumblr uh, inbox, which allows for anonymous submissions once a month. And that is um, announced on our Instagram. So keep an eye on our Instagrams. It's been does he get it's Mermaid Jade and it's It Girls Podcast. I never shout out our Instagram. Oh my god, you follow our we gram. We never do. Yeah, our gram is not like growing for folks. Especially sake. follow it that girls. shit. Follow that shit, bitches. It Girls Podcast. It's follow that. Follow us. Let's all follow each other. <laughs> 
It would we mean need the world. The engagement. It would mean also also sign up to Patreon, please, because <laughs> that's where the juicy shit is. Thank you so much for all the subscriptions. Um, Jenny made that amazing little ad that you would have oh, got. Yeah, that was so funny. Uh, we're gonna do them once a month, so you'll get to keep up. And um, the temptation will always be there. Uh, but let's move on. Let's let's, let's get these questions. Jump right going. into it. Okay. Um, who wants to start off? I will start. Okay. Oh, please. Um, ooh, the baby accent is so sick. Please. Please. <laughs> Can I start, please? Daddy, can I start? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm nearly 24 and have been with the boy for three years now. I don't see us ever getting married, but we're both very happy. However, my friends think this is mad and don't know why I'd stay with him if I can't see that future with him. Are they right? Ouchie, wow, wow. <laughs> Oh, and she doesn't want to marry her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? <sighs> Would you not say I do? Would you say I do? <laughs> okay. To the wing. Sorry. So you're 24 um, and you're with someone for three years. That's mm. a long time. It's a very long time. And you're happy. I do think that's a bit mad not considering a future with a guy or being with someone and mm. knowing that that is going to, is not, you're not considering him well, as someone that you would marry now maybe if you're not looking for marriage that's a different thing but well, if you're let's not just looking presume let's just presume she when she says marriage she means long-term commitment okay yeah um because you know she didn't specify otherwise uh i do think that's yeah i agree Linz. i think that's really it's not a great sign okay like you know it you know i'm sure you are happy with your fella and you do love him but i think that if you like even when I was younger and I was going out with my first boyfriend, second boyfriend, I was around this age and younger, even though like I knew I was young, I still factored in those boyfriends into like my future. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, I would never be with someone, especially not for three years of my damn life that I wasn't going to consider having in my future because that would just make me anxious. I'd be thinking like, what am I doing here? And as, as well, yeah. like, why not ask? I would I would like to ask the question, I think, if you're listening, which I sh- I'm sure you are, ask yourself the question, why? Mm. You know, like, is it because you don't, like, why? Is it, you know, sometimes I think when we're younger, we can get with more, like, kind of, say, seshy lads or guys who are just, like, fun to be around and that we wouldn't consider kind of an option for like settling down you know I think we mm-hmm. always think of like settling down when we consider like marriage and the future yeah. and stuff like that but if you're saying that you're happy if you're in a happy relationship um I I do find it kind of peculiar that you would it feels like you have a sell-by date plastered on this relationship and it's not very fair on your fella mm. like I that's what I find it's like you know you have to you know like so Lindsay always says which is great uh like phrase she's always like you know within dating we're always trying to get out of it with our dignity and it's the same in relationships you know like Mm. when you're going through breakups or when you're kind of questioning your relationship like you have to like you want the relationship to still have its dignity in a way you know and you don't want it all like no one wants this big toxic messy breakup where you're fucking hating each other and you know at the end of the day you've spent three years with this guy do you think not only like ask yourself why do I not want to be with him but do you want do you think he deserves to be in a relationship with someone who like isn't considering going like marrying them or like staying with them long term? Because if I was going out with a guy for three years and he somehow was like, ah, oh, yeah, but like, 
I know I'm not gonna stay with her. I'd be like, fucking break up with me, please. Like that is such a fear of mine that someone is just like staying with me to like appease me. And I don't know that there's this sell by date going on and I'm just like walking around thinking that I'm gonna marry this fucker and he's like fucking already half broken up with me in a year time. You know what I mean? Like you had a kind of similar thing with your ex-boyfriend where he was just adamant that he was not interested in marriage. Now yeah. it wasn't that he wasn't interested in like you long term, but it was more so the idea of marriage he was against. Yeah. And he kind of had laid down that rule and that was his there was no maneuver there was no yeah. like changing that it was like i um it was my way or the highway yeah his way or the highway not my way yeah um yeah but i mean at least he still was like it was never a thing of like and i'm not going to be with you forever like that was yeah. that was always you know when we were even having those conversations around marriage like he still would never have said anything like that to me or he was never like and i'm not seeing you in my future that wasn't part of the question i was just like you know that was a separate entity to it so whether it's marriage or whether it's just like staying with each other or saving for a mortgage or like committing with each other or just seeing them in your future like you don't have to freak yourself out with this whole like who am I gonna marry because that can be overwhelming when you're younger um it's and, overwhelming when yeah you're goddamn 33 you yeah. know when you get with someone you're like oh my god do you think this is my last shag I'll never be shagging anyone you again is this it yeah you know like you, th- you think like that but I think I mean we get so many questions from people you know and it has, it just reeks of the grass is greener. It's like yeah. people, I think, find it really difficult to just be like happy and content in what's like, what life is handing them. And um, I don't know what where it comes from, but like we always, it's like what Wes Nelson said in Poxy Love Island. I am happy, but could I be happier? Yeah. It's like, we're always like, oh, but there's better for me. There's better for me. And it's like, we have to learn to be content as people, you know? I- I agree and I think And if you're not content change that If you're like this isn't If that relationship is making you happy But if it's not fulfilling you and satisfying you And you think that you are You know you could get more out of a relationship Mm -hmm. Or for your future self you deserve more You have a different idea of someone who you would settle down with Then act upon that now Why wait for the relationship to be four years or five years Yeah or yeah first of all don't waste your time Cause like that would fucking kill me Like wasting my damn time and like Or someone wasting my time in a relationship Like that's why Mm -hmm. You know, I, as soon as in my last relationship, literally as soon as I was like, I knew in my head, I was like, this isn't going to be it. You know, I had to end it because it just didn't feel right to me. It didn't feel right. I wasn't like honoring the good relationship that I did have. And it's really rude to the person that you're going out with to have for them to be living under false pretenses and false hope that you're both on the same page. Like the, you know, the cornerstone of a relationship is like, being on the same page now obviously we're never going to be mind readers and we're never going to know like if they're exactly but like that you have this checking in comes in yeah we have this common totally you have to have this common like understanding you know of like and as you said checking in and being like so do you see marriage in our future or do you see like us saving for x or y or z but like and that can come whenever yeah i mean because i think a lot of the time like you know it's more so men like this is obviously different because it's the female who's kind of being a bit more resistant Mm. but like it's more so men that like if you broach the subject of like what is this what are your intentions what are you looking for I ask that question a lot in dating and a lot of the time it's kind of um you know reacted as like oh whoa 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 as if I've literally dropped down on one knee with a Tiffany ring and I'm like be mine Mm. (laughs) please you know but it's like I like to just know what the fuck's going on regardless of the time frame because like if I'm um opting in to be dating 
I have an intention. I kind of have my mind made up with what I'm looking for, whether it's a fling, whether it's I'm looking for something long term or, you know, I'm not looking for a boyfriend. I know. And I would always be transparent with that. And I would expect the person that I'm seeing and hanging out with to be transparent as well and know where they're at or else I'm just not really interested in fucking around with that shit. So I think checking in is important at the start, like at kind of when you're beginning to like get close to someone and then you know continuously you know like because things can change and people can change their minds so especially like well you know this is three years so I would consider that like a pretty serious relationship you know and you know you're that's a long-term relationship and I just don't think it's fair on your boyfriend and fair on your relationship for you to be navigating the relationship knowing or considering a sell-by date where he's completely oblivious to that like that would kind of haunt me a little bit because I would just feel really guilty and it's also very selfish like I'm sorry for roasting your ass like I do find that to be a selfish way to navigate through a relationship to be like I know that you know and I'm talking about in this specific instance that it's three years in I understand that you can be going out with someone for six months and you're kind of like oh where is this going uh you know but I'm talking if you're in a three-year fucking relationship like that's a long ass time you know you should know and of course you never you know, you never know what the world's going to hand you. Like, of course, I thought this with, like, ex-boyfriends of mine and it didn't work out. And I'm sure the same goes for you, Lindsay. But, you know, at least I knew that when I was in it, I was all in. It's about intention. Yeah. You know, and that's why, like, you you know, and for honesty. me with time frame, you know, people, I, I think regardless of time, because, six, like, say right now, now maybe it was different when I was a little, like, when I was a lot younger. But, like, now I wouldn't be dating someone for six months before having that conversation. I don't have six months to waste. For me, like randomly seeing someone for six months and not ever broaching the subject of like, so what would you be looking for? If someone's resistant to that conversation or is unsure, I'm just like not really down with that. Uh, Personally. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I guess it's just so individual to the person and the type of people that are in the relationship. Um, But, you know, what I'm talking about is like going out for six months. Like I'm trying to think of like the first six months of mine and Evan, I probably wasn't like... And I'll be living with him and we'll be saving for, you know what I mean? I didn't no, I like, don't mean those kind I of didn't things. like know this. I didn't have this like solid con- confirmed feeling like that I would now. But what I'm saying is that like, uh, so I can understand how it can grow and you can know but within three years you should fucking know. If let's anything. just say, okay, that he's also aware of this because we're not sure of that. Let's if just say, if they've had a conversation around it, then whatever, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if but, you're both in something, I'm not sure. I've never been in that situation. I've never been in a situation where we're both committing three years out of our life and we're both kind of like, ah, yeah, well, this isn't going anywhere. Yeah, I, I, feel I, like I would that find that really random. Random.com. That's why I really think that, first of all, she knows, she said it to her friends, because they're friends now, and he's the only fucking poor fucker in this situation that apparently doesn't know. and Or you just haven't had that conversation. That, that's, how it's, that's how it's like um, coming off to me. And she's saying like, my friends think it's mad and don't know why I'd stay with him if I can't see a future with him. Are they right? I'd say absolutely they're right. Yeah, but then also, like like I said at the start, question why you're thinking this. Is it just a kind of grass is greener thing? Do you... Or are it, you not ready, though? Like, it sounds maybe. like maybe she doesn't want... Like, it could just be a thing of that she's with someone at 24 and she's like, I'm not settling down with the person who I'm with when I'm 24. And in that mm-hmm. instance, like, you owe him his single time as well and not, don't waste any more of his time because if he's completely committed to you imagine this was turned like if some they were so quick to be like fuck boy fuck boy fuck boy this is fuck boy fucking uh, uh, activity on a huge scale you're in a fucking serious adult relationship 
mm-hmm. and he could be 100% like down to propose in a year. He wouldn't know. <laughs> you know, like don't waste his time. Like just like you deserve someone that you want to be like 100% committed to and that you know, like you deserve that. And so does he. And Aki Momo, but like, I think your friends are right. Listen to your pals. Sometimes they can be right. Sometimes they can be not. But let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Uh, all for body positivity and do what you want to your own body. But what is your opinion on body changing procedures in terms of the effect on impressionable young girls' mental health when looking at, at perhaps unrealistic expectations on how they should look? Lindsay, open the floor. What do you think? I love a little body positivity chat because it's so oversaturated on Instagram over how we should be accepting our body Mm -hmm. in 2020. You know, the way I feel like it's like, oh, I should love my tiger stripes. I should love my larger left breast. You know, it's like it's kind of I feel like we're publicly disemboweling ourselves by trying to make us look more ugly online. Like that's what I'm seeing a lot of. And then on the other side, you're seeing a lot of like women who are altering their appearance, getting surgery, whether it's fillers or whether it's more intense surgery. Um, I mean, my opinion on it is I don't really, I really, really, really do not care what other people do with their body. I really don't. Like, I find it intriguing. I find it interesting. Um, You know, I don't care if they want to lie about it. I don't care if they want to keep it personal. I I don't care if they want to show everyone and express like and you know be explaining what they're doing like we're all watching Julia Hollenbalal if you're not follow her she um is an OnlyFans gal and a personal trainer and she has got like lots of different procedures and has documented them all on her Instagram um recently she just got um ass implants over in Marbella and she's documenting the whole thing with complete transparency and I find that like fascinating mm-hmm. because I think we're so used to like well what I was so used to now I don't like follow a lot of those, those kind of girls just because I'm not really interested in surgery so to a like a large extent but I find it really intriguing that she's not just doing the typical before and after she's doing the like whole process over um this surgery and like I mean fair folks to her she wanted it she paid for it she's got it she's done what she's what she wants to do and um, it's a really intense thing. Like, I mean, personally, I don't think I could do... De- surgery wouldn't be for me. I just wouldn't like the upheaval. I couldn't deal with the, like, downtime and the healing and the pain. I, I just wouldn't be uh, interested. I'd, I'd prefer quicker things. Like, I'd be down. Um, I've not tried it before, but I've always been intrigued by, like, a bit of lip filler. I've had Botox. You know, I'd be down for more, like, simple not stuff. In, not invasive. Yeah, not, not surgery. Go, not going under, generally. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, to... I guess... We're, on this is like, I always find this question, this kind of stuff comes up and we get a bit of this as well. Less so obviously on like procedures, more on like what we talk about and like how we talk about things. And I just always find it interesting that people have these made up impressionable young girls so in their true. head. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. Like, yes, there are impressionable young people out there. Of course there are. There's always going to be impressionable people and they're always going to, you know, take influence on things that maybe are them acting on insecurity and stuff. And that's an unfortunate part of life. Like people have done this forever. You know, people have been getting not even surgery, like dyeing their hair because of insecurities or, you know, getting eating disorders, like so many things. Piercings, and tattoos. Yeah. And it's, it's really, it's really, it's a really uh, sad part of life that, you know, so much, uh, 
worth is put in our looks and this is where I find the like conversation around body positivity uh kind of falls a bit short and we're actually going to be talking about this on triple x girls this month so we won't go too much into it because we're going to be giving all of our juicy yeah the, uh, the juicy name dropping tea <laughs> goes on triple x girls where y'all get an extra freaking podcast once a month exactly so you know but I feel like where we should be focusing on these quote-unquote impressionable young girls um is talking to them about how like you know the way that they feel about their body shouldn't be their entire self-worth and it should be less of like it should be more of a like dare I say it, like a philosophical approach rather or like holistic rather than just it always being so visual you know what I mean and like I find that the the conversation can be so one or the other it's either I love my stretch marks and I'm so fucking delighted about all this kind of shit that I have rolls and cellulite and all this kind of stuff or it's like you know I acted upon my insecurities and I got filler it's like we're kind of told that we're only allowed to have one or two options and I think where you know I just I'm not down with that conversation of like you know people having body procedures and it affecting all these impressionable young people or the weight being on those exactly those people who are choosing to get like surgery and document it uh, or not document it and it's obvious and they want to lie about it whatever yeah. their there's personal a, kind of there's definitely a nuance to it like I what one thing that I uh, I do find uh, frustrating obviously now like um a kind of body unrealistic body expectation would be like you know this tiny waist and this huge ass and I know that like loads of fitness models and stuff have had like secret BBLs and I think that's quite shady to not disclose like I don't think that everyone should have to disclose every fucking mill of filler or Botox or whatever the fuck they've had in their body but if you are like some say something like a fitness Instagrammer right and your whole income is based upon like you selling fitness programs and you're like booty workouts you know we see them all over the fucking internet Mm -hmm. I do find that like false advertising you know like you could actually you know make a bit more of a like a like a law kind of fucking ASAI thing on it where you're like if there's some influencer right there would make fake fucking ass and she's being like here's how you get my ass like that I find quite toxic and I find that like morally wrong you know but I also don't think that like all of the onus should be on people who just decide to go for you know surgery if they want it like you know people need to be told and empowered through like you know that you can make decisions for yourself not like you know putting all the blame on these like influencers who get their fucking tits done like if they're going to put the get their tits done and whether they're going to show it or not it really there's always going to be someone who is insecure and gets it done and they're not like to point the finger at an influencer or like whatever the fuck it is is just a bit like you know where like there's no real proof behind that i think the only thing that's worrying about say like you know normalizing surgery and everything like that is the kind of idea of being impressionable or getting influenced by something online if it's not being transparent. So that's why I really yeah. enjoyed Julia Holland-Blanc's um, Instagram and how transparent she was because she really showed the intensity totally. of that surgery. Like she was carrying around blood yeah. in a bag. Yeah, I think that's like, if you're going to go transparent, that's how you go about it. You show like all the gnarly. Well, I think that was so helpful. Like totally. she was pissing out of a freaking water bottle. <laughs> She shot standing up like God knows where the thing landed, but like that is incredible because like if I had if I was maybe more interested in surgery or someone who would be more like impressionable and I could see like a before and after or, yeah. or whatever, I would maybe like I think it, it's intriguing. I have never we are trying to get Julia on. I've never like 
looked into surgery because I've never been interested, but I don't know how that works. And I think that's more so on the surgeons. Fuck the fucking influencers. Like, totally. dear God. But like, I don't know. Like, are you aware? Like, you know, Julia was showing this um, on her stories about like the preparation, the aftermath, the during, the this, the that. I'm not sure if you book in for surgery, are you aware of that? You know the way? Yeah. Hopefully you- that's on like the surgeons have to give like full discl- disclosure over how intense the surgery is. Yeah, like, you I mean, usually have like a pre-op, but I think that's, w- that's where it comes into like, you know, looking into your surgeon, who the fuck is doing this to you? Um, but also that's still personal, surgery, um, yeah. you know, like that's your own journey, you know, with us, with like getting Botox and fillers and whatever, you know, sometimes we'd go in and like, we'd be listening. We are like, just back and inject us. But like the, you know, we, go to people who like doctors should have a, like a duty of care you know where they they should want to give you as much information as possible but i'm saying that sometimes they do and sometimes the person yeah. on the receiving totally. end is just like just fucking inject totally. me just yeah, like yeah, yeah. in one ear out the other yeah you know the way and then they mightn't be because like it's really complex like these surgeries are like really complicated like women have died having butt implants well you're always yeah you're gonna um well there's like obviously like dodgy always, motherfucker and yeah. doctors and shit like that so like you're gonna it, the onus is always on you we need to just accept that and there's no way to live your life mm-hmm. other than like and i mean of course we get like you can't the onus can't be on your reception of like an instagrammer or someone that you're seeing in a magazine like mm-hmm. it wasn't kate moss's fault that i wanted to be really skinny when i was growing up you it's know? part of a bigger system it is and, and it's just like i mean it is crazy like in in a sense, it is crazy that like surgery now has just become way more accessible. Um, as in like it's cheaper than it's ever been. You're able to so many different routes you can go through. Like going to Turkey has become really normalized to get like veneers. But like we don't view things like veneers and hair transplants in the same regard as we do BBL and boobs. I I don't really know why because they're both still really really big procedures. Like you're getting your teeth shaved down mm-hmm. and you're getting foreign objects put in your mouth. By in a country that you don't really know where it is. Same with hair transplant surgeries. Like there's so many things that like it is wild that we can do these to ourselves, and it is crazy that it has become so much more um, accessible to people. But I think you just have to take, as Lindsay said, take the onus away from like these quote unquote young impressionable girls or these influencers who want to spend their fucking OnlyFans money on BBL. Like it's like at the end of the day, you're you and. If, if someone like I mean the amount of times that I've felt insecure in my life and I've been like I'd love to get this or I'd love to get that I would love to get this like I really I never did I never got I never got fucking like you know these lipo on my this or you know like all this kind of shit because after a while you have to realize with these surgeries like there's a huge weeding out process as in like you're like okay I might want a BBL first what do I do look up how much it is I'd say that is about 20 grand minimum to get fucking ass implants like if oh, exactly. tits are 10 I'm going to presume your ass is way bigger. Then you're going to think, okay, you're going to have to pre-op. And like, you know, there's all these steps that like the young 17, 15 year impressionable girls, first of all, can't get those, you know, procedures. You have to be 18, I'm pretty sure, to have like something like a fucking BBL or your tits done, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's a lot of like, have some faith in like the medical professionals as well, you know, that way. And, you know, I think like in a lot of surgery now, again, completely depends on the how good your doctor is I'm sure um they're pretty good at spotting people with like body dysmorphia and stuff like that and kind of turning them away from surgery you know so you really? do have to yeah I see yeah. a lot of people I'm like what the fuck but like I mean what what kind of I know people are for me I'm like I'm getting impressioned by like all this online shit and I'm like it never seems to end so that's why I'm so careful about never opting into that shit 
like I have been ooing and eyeing over lip fillers for like so many years and now I've just decided I don't need them if I wanted them I would have got them yeah so they're obviously not for me yeah and that's like, what I think what I mean yeah it's like if you really want it you'll make sure to get it but I just look at I do think it is definitely like I will say I do think it's a toxic toxic thing to get into I mean like I think altering yourself tweaking like I got hair extensions the other week I love them it amped up my confidence they're fun but you know I do see people online and it's just like wow it can be slippery slope you've gotten a nose job uh butt implants what next da 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 it's like when are you going to actually like yourself that you don't have the need to alter yourself I don't know well, you know, it can be a slippery slope. And I think that's where the not danger, but like where the scary thing is come comes into it with like young people who get a lot of money very quick, like on OnlyFans or Instagrammers or you know what I mean? Like if you're like 21 and you just got like a shit ton of fucking cash to burn. Um, I think it's who they hang. I think it's who you hang around with because we saw it with, say, like all the Geordie Shore people like. Yeah, but they also got was- a lot of money. I know, but one, like, I mean, if I was hanging around with girls with balloon lips, balloon asses, tiny waist, and that, and that was, like, seen as the, like, norm, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like the company you keep, like, if totally, I, if yeah. I'm hanging around with people who are doing bag every day, what am I going to be doing, eating cheesecake? So it's like, you know, it is kind of be careful of who you kind of follow, who you are, like, looking up to, like, that's, again, the onus is on mm-hmm. you. So, I mean, it, it's wild to think that, like, I mean, it fucking saddens me when I see, like, because I went through the whole journey of Geordie Shore and I'm like, it is sad to mm-hmm. see how those girls look now. Oh and I don't give God, a fuck yeah. if that's body shaming. They look fucking awful compared to how they did when they first, like, I mean, when they started their shit and they were like, I think when Charlotte, say Charlotte G Shore, when she got like lip fillers and, um, you know, she probably had Botox, maybe cheek fillers or something like that before her nose job. I think she looked great. And then she just went that too mm. far. And I, I, I think every single bitch who was on that show, bar Vicky Patterson randomly, has gone too far with sur- surgery. Vicky Patterson was probably too concerned with her fucking eating disorder, unfortunately. Vicky Patterson. Oh yeah, she was dropping and put, She yeah. had a huge eating disorder and has come out and talked about it. So it just shows you. It's like, even if you're not fucking up your face, you could be fucking up your insides, you know? And I think 100% it comes with like getting fame, being around people who wear that is normalized and a lot of money because these things do cost a lot of fucking money. You well, know, it's money or like a lot of them um, get them for free. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're celebrity status, you know, that way. Yeah. So it's like, you know, your average young 17, 18 year old girl is not going to be. Yeah, you know, it's like if you have a following and that's also dangerous yeah. because like, you know, you can have people sliding in your DMs when you have a few followers being like, so would you be interested in this? And yeah. you're like, oh, it's free. And it's kind of like more, maybe you would never have thought about it before until yeah. it comes in your DM. So who knows? Um, I think, yeah, I think like if you're following someone who's getting a lot of work done, just notice how they talk about it, how transparent they're being. Like, you know, I don't, as I said, I don't think everyone has to completely disclose every fucking time they get a unit of Botox in their head. But if they're drastically changing their appearance and also making a lot of money off that appearance, I think it is, you know, it's a good it's a it's a sign of a good character if they're at least in some way open about it and if they show the downside as well that's even better especially the more serious the um the surgery is like Julia like fair fucking plate we're showing those bags of blood that made me be like right absolutely never am I getting same. a BBL same don't need was, one but never in my fucking and she life she was getting hate over like with that we spoke about it on Gals, like with that personal trainer and oh it's my like God. if anything she, she probably turned people oh off my goodness, it. 100% and I said that to her in a message I was like fair fucking play to you I was like you are gonna at least give someone like a realistic idea so did I yeah I was like that's amazing is. like I mean and she's being fully transparent she's yeah. like I can't bear this anymore I can't she's deal like my with is killing me as sleeping my on my front like oh uh, but i mean 
But she wanted she obviously she's obviously content with her yeah. decision. Like she wanted it. She was aware of the you know traumatic kind of downtime mm-hmm. and can handle Did it. Did a like, research, all the fair rest. Fucking blatter. Fair fucking blatter. All right, next question. The how to get over anxiety when you start liking someone. I know I should be enjoying the talking stage, but for some reason I'm just terrified of being ghosted slash turning him off all of a sudden. Okay, so is, do you think this is the kind of like initial texting before they've actually met because of? Yeah, I think so. Or like maybe they've met and they've just been chatting, but they're kind of texting more than seeing. Let's each open other. it up a little bit into the whole like the first kind of three months mm-hmm. maybe of dating when you're not really sure if this is a solid thing. You're not really sure what they think of you. Yeah, and I think we do all like we hear so much about ghosting. It's like everywhere that word, and we're so like, oh god, wh- when is this going to end? So what do you think? I think that at the start of a fling or whatever it fucking is, like there is always this weird like kind of tightrope that you're walking on where it's like it's anxiety but it's also kind of butterflies but it's also mm-hmm. a bit like exciting the unknown is exciting in relationships and that's why like everyone thinks back on like the first throes of romance as like so amazing and so incredible because like you know that is the exciting and you know just part that you're like whirlwind where you don't know you're like does this guy like me and then you find out he likes you're like oh my god or like is he gonna text me he texts me you know like (laughs) there is a fun in that and there Mm -hmm. is like a really that's a really specific part of a relationship that you don't get back again if you then you know see each other after a while however I'd be concerned over the word anxiety and I'd also be concerned over the term turning him off all of a sudden I'm like what has gone on in your past baby girl like have you it's kind of sounds like you have learned to have um that maybe people have like guys have maybe gaslit you into being like or like mate you've you've been made feel like you've turned them off all of a sudden when like realistically like that's very rare to do that like you could do one thing to someone in the first like month unless it's really bad <laughs> you know that way like it's like that episode of sex and city where she farts around mr big and she's like ah, oh, he's not gonna talk to me anymore it's like that's a really that's a bad sign on him you know that way I think um you know a lot of people are damaged over like this new wave of dating it's mm-hmm. way more cutthroat you have to have totally you know balls of steel to be able to like get through this unscathed and like with your confidence still intact and you do have to have an armor of confidence mm-hmm. before entering like if you're being like if you're some people I hear are like oh I need a confidence boost and kind of go on tinder I'm like bitch that's like a mouse just walking into a lion cave, me like, hello, want to chat? Like, it's like I want to make new friends, gonna go to a sesh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> gonna go like, do drugs. It's a really crazy place to try and make friends, and you're gonna feel really crazy afterwards. To be honest, <laughs> I have made a good few friends in that situation, but like, I mean, I think it's just like, you, I think people get, if you are, if you have been treated badly and you can't, you don't understand why, if you've been ghosted for a few times or whatever, um, it can feel really nerve wracking to like be doing that again. If you're not prepared for that, I don't know. Like I do mm-hmm. think there, you said about the tightrope, that's such a good analogy because I think it's like the balance of like the kind of like, mm. but the balance has to be like, you know, equal. If you yeah. are like more anxious about it and it's giving you more stress in your life and you're like thinking about like, oh God, is he ever going to write back? Is he ever going to write back? What did I do? Maybe I should put something up on Instagram that would entice him to write back. Uh, if it's like consuming your life and it's actually not enjoyable, then the balance is off and he probably is kind yeah. of not maybe as invested as you. I think I would look at like his behavior and why you're feeling this way. Like how, cause it's completely cap- you're completely capable of make or like 
riling yourself up and I've, I've done it myself in these kind of instances of the first few um, months of like texting or talking to someone and I've seen friends do it as well where they're like overthinking the whole thing and I'm like baby girl it's grand you saw him on Saturday mm. just because he didn't text you the hour you got home you know what I mean I'm like don't we can give ourselves anxiety over these things sometimes and I think it's almost like as you said dating right now and you know dating is always a really vulnerable place to put yourself and it's like putting your self-worth up on a platter to some stranger and you know the the best case scenario is you end up with a fellow the worst case scenario is you end up crushed and with your confidence with a huge knock but you know are you kind of riding yourself up because you're kind of preparing for the worst um or is he giving you signals that like he isn't reliable or are you texting and like do you find yourself like you know when the whatsapp thing is like are the majority of the messages all green not many white messages from him you know is this why you're getting anxiety or is he giving you anxiety because like he doesn't have an open communication with you even if it is just those first few texts like there's a way that people can talk to you that make like do you feel he's trying to play a game with you or is he trying to kind of keep you you know chomping at the bit kind of thing so ask yourself like have a bit of self-reflection I would say and be like okay why am I feeling this way has he given me any reason to feel like this way if he hasn't I find a lot of the times both parties men and women can fucking you know before they've even shagged they can have themselves broken up and like they're all like oh he doesn't like me you know you can fucking you can really get that feeds into the like I mean you wear that shit like if you're gonna (laughs) finally meet this motherfucker you're gonna be wearing your little dress and your cute booties and your little jacket and it's a bit cold you're also wearing like this mad insecurity mm. and intensity around you like nothing I mean, is ugh, more of a turn off I mean I do think that looking back on like my dating life um when I was a bit more concerned over say like ghosting or when I was a bit more just anxious in general and going out on dates and kind of like you know really banking on these dates are really like I don't know what does he want like just being a bit like erratic kind of with my thought work mm-hmm. I do think that a lot of the time my gut had always told me when someone maybe wasn't on the same page as me. And I do think that like, it all just goes back to being on the same page. Like if you are, if you've, you're talking to someone, I mean, we see it all the time. We have questions coming in being like, oh, I hate Tinder. Like it just is back and forth. And then I never hear from them again. Like you just haven't met someone who is like vibing with you right now. I don't know. And that's the unfortunate thing with dating is like, you can, you know, fucking hit a load of balls out of the park, but never land a home run. You oh, know, you yes, be, queen. And then it's like, also, you have to kind of, you know, balance it up to yourself. Like, I remember Fergal was saying it last week um, on the day, or two weeks ago, should I say, on the dating episode. And like, loads of people were like, I can't believe you said something about like one night stands and you guys didn't like, you know, come up against them. And it was just kind of like, well, I don't think, first of all, that was really his opinion. He was just saying from what he had heard back. And also, like, you have to kind of be like, okay, if I'm getting ghosted all the time by guys, I'm not saying it's your fault, but maybe you're like, maybe I'm just not ready for dating right now. Like Mm -hmm. this isn't taking a really big hit on me, you know, like not everyone has to be dating and not everyone has to be like putting themselves out there. Cause as Lindsay said, it's a really fucking vulnerable place to be. And you have to be like, especially nowadays, like you have to have like a lot of like belief in yourself. Like this girl needs to like probably, you know, get your belief in yourself better. Like, why are you so afraid of turning him off? Like just be yourself around someone and if you vibe, you vibe. If you don't, you don't. Like, don't worry about, like, 
don't put so much pressure on yourself to please someone or don't mm-hmm. put so much pressure on like you know because you're all you're already kind of setting yourself up here to be like okay how can I not turn him off how can I be the girl that he wants to be and then just you're putting be- your yourself in a back shelf yeah. you're like it's all about him yeah I'll just like dance to whatever fucking groove he wants but like yeah I mean I just um I think last when I was dating a year and a half ago I was more like that I was like because I think you know I wasn't like fully content with who I was so therefore when I was going out dating and I think a lot of people when they're in the dating game is they're looking to meet someone who will fix them or who will like make them happy or who will like I'm just I just want a boyfriend it's like okay you're not gonna find a boyfriend if you're not whole in yourself Mm -hmm. you're not gonna find a good boyfriend you're finding a like a damn carer you know like girls or and men who are like kind of not in a great position of life I've been on dates with guys like that who I'm like you need therapy not a girlfriend <laughs> yeah. you know you need to be paying for this conversation but because the world sells us as like relationships being so like important and mm-hmm. like being such an asset to your life I think sometimes if people are in a vulnerable stage or if they're like not content with their life they're like okay I'll just get a boyfriend and will fix everything but like you're damaged goods if you're kind of like going into something and you're like really anxious or like your mental health isn't in a good space or you're like, you know, oh, my last boyfriend fucked me over. Please don't do it. It would kill me. You know, like yeah. that's a lot of weight to kind of, you know, be dealing with. So I think like focus on making sure you're whole yourself. Yeah. And then enter into the dating world because like definitely a year and a half ago, I was like all over the place and I was just looking for someone to like you know, I don't know, I needed to suckle on the teat of a relationship for a while. That's what I thought. But actually, I just needed to work on my confidence, being satisfied in what I had and not being so like, fuck everyone who's in a relationship. I fucking don't need that, you know, and being kind of like that. Just being like content with what the God, what life was giving me. And mm -hmm. then like now that I've become more whole and more like, you know, satisfied in who I am and like confident and, you know, it's like someone can come into my life and that would be an asset and I'd yeah and that's, if it worked that's it worked look at it. yeah and like I think you touched on something there as well that like you know try not to carry like past bad things that happened to you in dating into the new world because it's just going to haunt you you know if you're just like if you're seeing this new guy and like three months ago you were fucking ghosted by a guy don't just automatically think this guy's going to ghost you obviously have your guard up I understand that we all have to be kind of like okay this is a crazy situation right now but like you know, like Lynn said, you do wear that insecurity when you have it. And like, it is annoying. Like we've all been in a situation where we've been seeing some guy and he's been like, every fucking girl's cheating on me. So uh, <laughs> you better not. And you're like, okay, you've already put me pegged as a fucking cheater. Yeah, like yeah. what? Like, or people who are like, yeah, I've been cheated. So yeah. I can be a little bit possessive. It's oh, like, oh, great. I'm mad jealous. It's like, so I have to deal with the fact that you were fucked around, yeah. even though I had nothing to do with that. Nothing didn't even know you existed at that time. So, you know, just if you have been ghosted before, like, Unfortunately, with a lot of dating, is you just have to like fucking hope for the best of these people. But also, a lot of the time, a lot of the time, if I look back on like when I've been ghosted, when I've been like, it's like it was damn me, and I can look back now oh, with shit, a more. Really? It was like, come on, bitch! Like, what the? F-? Yeah, like, true. And I mean, you know, in sense of like, I would have because I was just like I was saying earlier, I was so kind of like, okay, I just need a boyfriend. I need something to fill this like void, <sighs> you know. And I feel a lot of girls and people in general just like okay that is something ticked off on my Mm -hmm. list of things to do so or like to have a successful life you know you can just get it in your head yeah um and I think that I was just so more so consumed with like because I was like fuck I'm kind of just getting 
I'm having more flings and like it can feel intense as well because like I mean even this time around dating it's like you know I'll be dating someone for a certain amount of time and then everyone's like so how is it going and I'm like can we just fucking deal with the fact that I'm going to be dating like and it's not good you know like I hate when people are like oh I thought you liked him and it's like it's over let's just move on so sometimes you can feel a bit like on the spot with like there's a spotlight on you with that kind of stuff but um so sometimes you're like, oh shit, I just need to have a four month thing just to keep numb, keep everyone yeah, shutting up yeah, or whatever. Up. And then you can kind of get a bit hypersensitive about shit not working out because your friends are like, so how's that guy you were seeing? Did he text you back in the end? And you're like, no, no, but I'm fine. I'm fine about it. But like looking back, I think I was just like not really noticing if I had a lot in common with these these people. Yeah. Like, I mean, we probably like got on on dates and stuff, but our lives wouldn't have amalgamated together guess, at all. Like, your priority was more like a boyfriend, them liking you and being in a relationship rather than like, is this the guy that I want to be in a relationship with? Will this work? Do we? Yeah. Do, do we, we have, have the same values? Do we live the similar life? Like, and I learned so much through that, but like, it did have a lot of like downtime of like eh, because. You know, looking back, I'm like, of course I wouldn't have ended up with the guy who is, you know, has wanderlust in his bio and wants to travel every year. Yeah. Like, You openly hate travelling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay's an anti-traveller. Not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, like, I mean, I need someone who likes to go to Spain every year. Like, that would yeah. that is me satisfied. Yeah. I don't need someone who's like, honestly, try Bali. You'd love it. I wouldn't. I don't like long haul flights. And I've seen it on the internet, so I'm grand, you know? So, like, you have to kind of just, like, realise who you are and then you'll kind of get, you'll understand who yeah. you could connect with. So, like, yeah. yeah. And that goes into the whole, like, turning him off thing. It's like, girl, you've already got yourself on the back burner. You're already trying to, like, I don't know, like, mould your personality to something that he would like. Just give your own fucking personality. And if he doesn't like it, then fuck off. That's the best way, because he's going to find out sooner or later. <laughs> Totally. And also, do you like him even that much? I find a lot of the time we can be questioning ourselves so much and it's like, do you like this fucker even? Yeah, like, because like, girls can be so like hung on a string by guys. Yeah, they're like, finally a guy who it's will like, talk to me. I hope I don't get him to ghost me. It's like, or do you fancy him? Or if he's being weird with like, you know, if he's doing that kind of like fuckboy shit of like, you know, not really writing back, being kind of like Making hot and cold. Yeah. And then you're like, you're like, do you like that? Because he's showing you himself. Mm. Like, he's showing you that he can talk to you loads one week and then like for no reason be fucking off, you know, whatever. Do you like that? And, that, and that's not going to change. No. And some people can be fine with that, but it's like people show their communication skills pretty fucking early. But okay. intense anxiety, to wrap it up, intense anxiety is like a red light, you know? Intense anxiety, yeah. Think of the tightrope. Keep but, it balanced. Yeah, keep it balanced. You're going to have a bit of anxiety. You're going to have a bit of butterflies, but if one takes over the other, like, because I think the butterflies, if they can take over too, is a bit like a bit of a red flag of like... You're blind. This like blinded, yeah, like, oh my God, it's just whirlwind. It's like, no, like it needs to be, you need to stay on the fucking tightrope, girls. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, another one, Jalins, is very juicy. Hey girls, uh, I recently found Viagra in my boyfriend's car. I know he saw it, which is making things kind of awkward between us. This is how I know it's not one of uh, the lad's jokes, etc. as he's usually very open. I want to bring it up to him more in a way and that I don't, and I want to be there for him and let him know he can be open about things with me, especially if something is wrong. I can imagine he's embarrassed as we're only 21. Any advice on how to approach it or if I should at all? Thanks, kiss. I love that. I love that. I want to be there for him. I know. It's just Viagra consumption. Those like uh, awkward moments of like, it's like if your fella like opens, he's like, here, look at this uh, fucking gas video I sent. And then it's like open on some like crazy porn video from a WhatsApp group. You're like, oh, okay. Or in their safari, you're like, (laughs) you know, when they're like, oh, hold on. I want to show this gas video on YouTube. And it's like, you searched. Let's just ignore. Recently searched Julia Holbano. Yeah, oh fucking hell. Or the girl equivalent is when like you're showing something to your fella on Instagram and the last three is their exes, their exes. in the drop down. You're like, and you just don't say anything. It, it makes it so much worse. The silence. I hate that. You're like, oh. and you're like, oh. or like their oh. mom on Facebook. Like, and you're just like, anyway, back to what we were searching. Yeah. A funny video. <laughs> Or like, when you know a relationship is wrong, you're like, ah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> signs that I'm in a toxic relationship. Signs he's manipulative and you're perfect. I know. Once Jimmy found one of those, oh yeah, one of those quizzes, it was so fucking awkward. Then what is like, it with girls? Whenever we're going thinking of breaking up, I do not. I, when I was thinking of breaking up, Michael, I was doing these fucking quizzes online. Should I break up with my boyfriend? To be honest, it makes it a lot more fun. It's like a game. It is. It's like, <laughs> hmm, this is a way that women compartmentalize. Fun I know, games. and I. I think for some words that we see like regurgitated around like gaslighting yeah financial control all this shit i was like what the fuck oh, i need to learn more and yeah. there's only one way a quiz <laughs> there's only one goddamn <laughs> a cosmopolitan.co.uk quiz <laughs> but um but gas they're very fun and so, I remember fucking I was like did one and then Jimmy did it and he was like well turns out i'm also in a manipulative relationship like, <laughs> you answered the questions wrong <laughs> You manipulated the answers. Yeah. Dare I say. <laughs> Dare I say. Um, so she has found Viagra. Viagra in her fella's car. And they're 21. They're 21. Which, by the way, I don't think age should come into it because, I mean, like, if he if he is taking it for whatever reason, like. She yeah. just put it in. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying she's like, I can imagine he's embarrassed because we're 21. So it's like. Well, obviously, it's more socially acceptable for older men to take fire. Yeah, yeah, but I just want you know let it out there that many men of all ages take it. Very true. Um, but Very also, true. also we have to remember a lot of men should be taking it more because, dear God, <laughs> the amount of men I feel like oh, I'm soft, I'm soft, I'm soft. It's like take Viagra. Yeah, it's like there's a cure when you're that. buying the bag. Also, buy Viagra. <laughs> Is it that fucking hard? <laughs> Who are you fooling here? Like it's every weekend, and you have this flaccid goddamn cocktail sausage uncooked true. in some bitch's hand. Take Viagra on. But anyway, this is different because it is... <laughs> it's her fella. A relish. It's a relish. But I also think that, like, we need to... Women have had... Women are great at, like, destigmatizing our own things. You know, they're like, destigmatize tampons. Destigmatize talking about parrots. Destigmatize all this shit about us. But then it's like, the minute we see a fucking Viagra sometimes, or, like, with the minute a guy asks us to put his, our finger up their hole, they're like... Ah! Yeah, yeah. They're like, you want me to know what? <laughs> they're you like, fucking gay. <laughs> you sick freak. <laughs> 
<laughs> no one ever told me I was going out with a gay man. Yeah, like, for God's sake. Or like a man who could never get it up. Like, Remember we got that question? My boyfriend asked me to put my finger up Is his he arm. gay? Is he gay? It's like, no, he's bi. <laughs> <laughs> he's they them. Um, but, you know, so I think that we also have to realise that like Viagra, while yes, is a prescriptive drug for, you know, uh, what's it? ED, like erectile dysfunction. Oh, right, yeah. Um, It, it is also taken recreationally. <laughs> what? B, I thought it was, yeah. I, I just forgot it was that. Erectile dysfunction. Yeah, so like men who can't get it up. Yeah. Um, Very common, Huns. Very common, common. And can be, first of all, like, I mean, I'm no doctor, but like from what I know. We are a dick doctor, <laughs> though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dictor. Um, <laughs> we put the dick in dictator. Yes. <laughs> so, but, you know, it can also be, you know, you can have erectile dysfunction uh, that can be like you know l- long term and it can be like a, a really bad problem but you can also be a thing that like guys can go through stress and it comes out in their boner <laughs> or or doesn't come out should I say sometimes like, it comes out in my like if I'm stressed I'm dry yeah like there's, there's all sorts so you know if he does have a you know first of all if you find Viagra in your fella like around your fella or in your fella's drawer or in his car or anything like that it doesn't mean like don't go to the worst thing of like he, he's like crying himself he can never fucking get a boner it's like first of all I've known guys also who've been like here what you want a bluey there for the weekend yeah, yeah. and the lads are just like yeah man haha put it in my car little glove compartment and not really think about it again so that could 100% be an option but also like I mean you're 21 so let's you know you're not as Sexperienced as us too, you know. So I mean, I remember like when I was twenty-one, a condom seemed like the most awkward thing in the world. I was like, oh god, it's so awkward trying to rip it open and him putting it on, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. So like, I think maybe if he is noticing that, like, he finds it hard to get it up, pop. Maybe if this is the case, and then he's like, okay, I'll just get Viagra, sort that out. Does he really need to be like, hey, so uh, like disclose that yeah, to you because yeah, he might yeah. be fearful of it being like awkward like, and kind of ruining the 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 sex like yeah. if you're having good sex then do you disclose when you go in and give your fanny a little wash before you ride yeah you know <laughs> that meme that's like when the bitch comes out and i'm licking her and it tastes like the hand soap oh yes <laughs> <laughs> but like you know what i mean so this or you know when you someone's might... licking you out and they you can just feel the hair yeah like the you're long like, oh, hair oh, from your head oh yeah oh from your I've had head guys fully take it out if anything, it's like, uh, it's such a weird, <laughs> it's horrible a very, feeling. Because like, every time I shower, I end up with like so much, like half my damn head of hair up my ass crack. I know. It's insane. I'm like, there's more? It's disgusting. <laughs> when it gets wrapped around the clit a bit, you're like, oh, that's <laughs> never happened to me. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, so like, I mean, first of all, like girls can also feel like, you know, they they see Viagra and they think that like, and they feel they can feel cheated, like if he's mm-hmm. been taking it. You don't know, first of all, if he's taken it. Like he might just have a, a little Viagra hanging around. Some guys have a little emergency stash. I've known many a guy who's had that. Uh, but even if he is taking it on the reg, at least he is someone. Because do you know what, right? Men can be so fucking, like get it in their ego about their boner and like feel like so embarrassed about having to admit they can't get it up like I mean if he's 21 and he has noticed that there are maybe some times where he might need a little bit of medical attention um, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking foreplay I'm talking Viagra uh, at least he's able to go to the doctor and get a fucking prescription for it and be like okay now I have that sorted because it's nothing more annoying than a guy who can't get it up and doesn't admit it that's 
Yeah. Like, or hold just, on. Hold on. Like yeah. you're oh doing that God. and you're like. What are your experiences with uh, soft dicks? Soft dicks. Um, I was with a guy and he, um, anytime we changed position, it would go soft. That's infuriating. I've, I've been with guys where like they've gone through phases of like not being as hard as they usually are. Like where it might have been like a time in their life or mm. like, you know, like where like, especially boyfriends where like we would always be having great sex. And then there might be like a couple of weeks, two weeks or so where they're like, can't kind of like they can get it up, but maybe not like it's not. So then it kind of slips out a bit more. Kind of slips stuff. out, or like you know, sometimes like, do you ever get it where you're like giving a guy head, and like I can kind of feel when, <laughs> no pun intended, when I can feel their head is wandering, like they're like thinking about something else, and the the dick kind of goes a little less so hard. Awkward you're like having a flaccid dick in your mouth. <laughs> no, I I haven't had a flaccid one in my mouth in years. Thankful, but I'm just talking. about, You know when you can feel the pressure goes go down a little bit, like a balloon kind of deflating, and then it goes back up again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like it's so normal to happen, and like women take it for granted that like, you know. We don't have to have this visible horniness all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you're, you know, we've all been in the situation where like a guy might be fingering you. And it's like not really doing much. We just whack a bit of lube in there exactly. and you're grand. Men have this like physical like thing that like if it ain't hard, it ain't going in. They I'm, have a spire. Yeah. <laughs> and like it has to be, yeah, it has to be like. And it's all dependent on that. Yes, it's literally like, oh, if this isn't hard, like it's going to be this weird bendy dick situation. It's just a weird like you're breaking your banjo string. Oh god, it's awkward. Like, I mean, I've been in a good few positions um, with a soft, <laughs> with a soft, no, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, a soft, soft old langer, and it's just because I always go into care mode. Like it's fine. Oh, no. Sure, you, you, I know, you, and I'd say that's the worst. I thing. know, but I, it, I would do the same. I don't know how to, or else I'm just like it's grand. I'm like, oh, it's fine, because uh, I don't know how to like. So this girl's obviously saying that she wants to kind of like be there and kind of be like, this is cool. I, I've I've seen yeah. it. I'm not like I'm a bit like I'm wondering maybe what's going on. Is it the fact that because it could? It, I think I guess you want to know. So if I was this girl, I would just approach it in a real like, um. Simple manner. Yeah. Out of the bedroom, not in the bedroom. No slagging. Not when you're naked. Yeah, no. Are you taking a ride? <laughs> yeah. Only joking, babe. No slagging, Mo. Don't be like, ah, well, I'm sure you'll be keeping in there where you keep your fucking dick pill. You know, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, none of this passive aggressive bullshit. Like, I I would just bring it, try bring it up. I mean, it's always going to be awkward. Bring it up. <laughs> try bring it up. I mean, unfortunately, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. but the best time to bring it up would have been just in the car, just to break the ice, because that's the easiest time just to be like, stop fucking my They could have been going somewhere there. Like, I say know. if they were like just about to go into the mass for like a christening or something. Yeah, like, true. Oh, here, grab me that Pavlova. And what the fuck is the story with that uh, Viagra? I, I would know. just be like, here, um... But you know what I mean? I think like, you know, sometimes it's not be get it over. It's not be out of the way because then it's just not this big unspoken like thing of like, Viagra is on your car. But you can totally bring it up and just be like, by the way, I saw the Viagra in your car and I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm cool with the Viagra, but just like what's going on. Um, and then he'll do you have to take like, a lot or yeah. was it just like when the lads gave you it? sometimes or? guys, like I've known guys who just take it for when there might be out drinking. Yeah. And they just have them. Like, I've known guys to be handing each other Viagras. I know very illegal activity, but like, they'll be doing it. They'll be like, ah, there's Viagra for you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah keep that in me. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, because it's a male conversation. Like, if yeah, we had boners, so we would be it. like dropping that shit on the rack. Yeah, men are really fucking open about Viagra. Yeah. Like, I was only saying ages. it to my friend the other week because he's having a bit of a soft dick situation. Mm. And um, I was like, look. You do enough bleeding bag. Would you not get the fucking blue pill while you're at it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. 
I also once was in my friend's car. <laughs> we found a Viagra pen. Like a pen oh! that had Viagra written on it. And I was like, oh my God, that is fucking gas. Is your dad like loving to Viagra? So much gas. so that he's getting free gifts. Yeah, they're like, thank you for your loyal customer. <laughs> yeah, like it's cool. I mean, I think it should be cool conversation between like, like I had with my friend. Um, you know, that was just like, yeah, no, you're right. I probably should. Yeah, actually, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. I've it's had like, exes who's, who've used it. Yeah. And like, it's like if your mom, you know, when you're younger, sees your fucking pill or something, you know, it's like, obviously, ugh, but like, it's as big as deal as that. Like, it's like, it's a pill that some guys take to get a boner the odd time. And whether he, like, if you're, as you, you said, Lindsay, if you're having good sex, whether he's popping them or not, doesn't really make a difference. I mean, you know, sometimes also people are entitled to like their privacy, especially if it's a medical thing, you know, that way, like if, if it is a thing that like he maybe was diagnosed with ED or like, you know, that he has like a, a, an issue with, you know, getting an erection. Um, I don't know. You might have to just like, some people just don't like to talk about like medical yeah. stuff like that. And it like, could come from anywhere. Especially I mean- if he's treated it. You know, that way, if he's, like, treating it and he's getting boners and riding, like, he's probably just like, do you know what? Why do you give a fuck, honey? Because I'm getting it in. Just jump in that dick and shut the fuck up, bitch. And fucking a nice little hard one. Where fair patio. Yeah, would you prefer a soft one? Yes. <laughs> okay. I know you guys have talked about feminism before, but I was wondering if you believe in concepts like mansplaining, manspreading, male egos, etc., etc. I work in a male-dominated industry, and I'm pretty feckin' certain that a lot of men are like this, especially around the femme-presenting women. Do you agree, or do you think it's a lot of shite? Okay. A loaded question, but I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, we haven't, like, touched on this for a while. Um, people always love to be like, like I can't believe they don't call it themselves. They, they said they hate feminists and they would not be where they are if it wasn't for feminism. It's like, honey, we've been through this. We understand this. We just don't use the word. It ain't a big thing. But concepts like mansplaining and manspreading and male egos. I think, like, we did an episode on Triple X Gals again last month on like blackfishing. And I'm like, is it a term and is it a term that it can explain a certain thing? Absolutely, yes. Um, but in terms of mansplaining, like anyone can be a condescending cunt, male or female. Mm-hmm. And just because mm-hmm. we have this handy little word for a man to do it, like I think like mansplaining, the idea is that like a guy, and guys can do this where you're like, do you know the way like when you're driving the car and they're like, look, when you're driving the car, the gear stick is like this and you're just like, uh-huh, yeah. And like, I'm sure it, it can feel very, like we're, we're kind of tossed like through and this is why some like aspects of feminism, like more talking points kind of frustrate me a little bit because it can be very much like men against women, you know, that way. Yeah, yeah. And very much like, hey, women are put down by men all the time. Honey, have you never seen a condescending bitch to a fella? I've all seen that. All the time. A lot of the time. yes. Both sexes. Pretty can, much 50-50. Yes. Co- both sexes can be fucking condescending to each other. I can be condescending to Evan sometimes. And I'm like. Oh. I know. <laughs> well, not not that I know that. But I mean, like, I have been. Yeah, sometimes I can be like stupid, thick, boss. You know, like. Yeah. You can be like, oh, for God's sake. I think, like, women are more so condescending to men. Maybe about their, like, emotional maturity and the, how they. Or even just or some. Or Or even topical stuff that they, like. Mm-hmm. And what do you think of this? And they're like, well, I don't know. I've never heard of it. Like, <laughs> You've never heard of that? Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> and it's like a ma- Jenny, he's never heard of that, you know, like you can yeah. be but it is just like in general, it's like it is not a gender based thing. Like there are some really condescending people and it's like watch how you talk to people, regardless mm. of it being like I think totally 
in the past few years labels have gone crazy we have yeah. a label for everything and they just get my wadi down regurgitated people like the power that a label holds like if i you know was in a workspace with a man and said you're mansplaining me that can be seen as a, a bit more um of a knife in the throat than kind of like oh could you maybe not be as condescending or whatever okay no yeah. need to talk down to me when you have a label on something like you know we dealt with that with our cancellation the biggest kind of issue was that we were labeled and yeah. slapped with a label yeah. with something that you know once you're like well it's something you feel like it's tattooed on your skin you're mm -hmm. like oh my god people think this of me you know it's i feel like women do it very much in conversations about like um I see it a lot with, uh, you know, relationship talks. We can instantly be like, he's gaslighting you, he's manipulated, he's like labeling these things that then like can kind of, you're like, oh my God. It's like this obsession with pathologizing everything and with like mansplaining, like I can understand if you're in a, if you're in a male dominated industry and you're like working with a lot of men, <clears throat> it can be really easy for you to then all of a sudden be like, they're mansplaining, they're mansplaining. They think that they know better than me because they're a man. But like for me personally, I never see anyone as mansplaining because like I'm confident in my opinions, but I'm also open to someone explaining something to me further. And I don't feel that because I'm a woman, I know less. And I know you might think that like that's them, but I think a lot of the time it can be a projection where you're like, it can be uh, like, and I understand like, I'm not even like, you know, getting at you. Like I, if you are in a male dominated industry, like you do have to have your guard up a lot and you do have to take on a lot of <clears throat> like kind of more, um, stereotypically male personality traits because you know if you're communicating with a lot of men like what isn't going to really work is being like so guys you know let's sit around and talk about our fannies you know you do kind of have to meet them on their level to a point yeah, if, yeah, you, yeah. if you're out if you're outnumbered you know just like if a man works in a female I've worked in a female dominated industry for years and like the men who work there had to adapt to how women talk you know you you have to come down a level if you're kind of you know, if the, mm -hmm. the, the numbers are kind of outweighing you. Um, but like, don't always presume that the guy is, is doing this because he feels that he knows better than you. Like sometimes they might know better than you. Sometimes they can be a condescending prick and that can be true yeah. too. Um, and just know, have, you know, be solid in your own opinions. And, and if there is a guy that you feel like is doing that, like come up, or come up against them with what you believe and don't try and just, I just feel like take that idea of like gender or sex, like out of it. 100%. Because they're not thinking of that. The man, the man is not like, I'm going to tell her the stupid fucking woman, you know, that way. Mm -hmm. They're going to, they're not thinking about you being a woman. And if they are, then they're just very immature and probably sexist. Now, manspreading, honey, please. This is the one that fucking kills me. Women manspread. It's called putting your fucking handbag on the, the And all your shopping. And all your shopping on the seat beside you. Your brown you. Thomas bag because you're like, I'm not putting that on the floor. And not fucking twitching when someone is looking for a seat. And I've seen older people pre-COVID times when, you know, we could sit beside each other on the bus. I've seen old people get on my bus and girls sitting there on the phone. Yeah, I sound like I can anyway. And like three Brent Thomas bags, I'm not fucking moving them for yeah. an inch. Or their you? big backpack just sat yeah. there. And, and you know like what you do when a man has this fucking, because I used to get the fucking uh, rush air bus every day. So it is a fight for the seat. Yeah. If I saw a man with his legs, I'd just go, can you move over there? They always move. And I see people <laughs> do that to women all the time. Like, yeah. sorry, I'm just going to sit there. And they like give a fucking snarl and put their bag down yeah. as if it's the worst. It's like you're going to come across rude people. Yes. Condescending people, people who Entitled. think they know everything in work or like who don't respect you in the workplace. And it's, you know, I think take away the reasoning. I think almost like if you're saying like who he's mansplaining, it's like putting a little jokey name on totally. like just something that's not cool. And that's like making. That's actually rude behavior. Yeah. Like I have been mansplained by bitches in work yeah. who like are just 
looking down at me for whatever reason and I don't need their reasons. Mm-hmm. I need it not to happen. So mm-hmm. I will come up against that in a way of like, you know, I, and I think I feel like from what I hear of like my male friends working with women, I feel like, you know, you gotta leave the feminism shit maybe out of the work conversation because I, unless it's very much in your face, I feel like if you instantly go to the like, the gender thing, it can, men get really kind of put off by that. And it, it creates this massive awkward imbalance and tension in the workplace and like a kind of political stance in work. And it's very, I think like deal with the, you know, instead of being like, I'm a woman, respect me. How dare you speak down to me? Mm. I know what I'm talking about. If you're just like, I don't need you to say that to me. I'm, like, you can come up against it in a like non-argumentative, confident way to just pop that, get rid of that instead of being like making it so politicized by being like, yeah, like it's you know, leading. I'm a woman. There's no fucking way. I have a fanny and a tampon. Don't dare. It's like, ugh. and sometimes if you, it's if not you, about that for a minute. Yeah. It's about the goddamn job. Just get it done. It's about your fucking spreadsheets, honey. Like, yeah, and <clears throat> you know, like there, there can be times in work where. You just have to kind of suck it up and also know when to stand up for yourself. Because um, I feel, and also like, if you continue to say something, you're going to start believing it. You know what I mean? This is why like, you know, we're always asked about like tattle life and everything. And I'm like, just don't read that shit. Because I think like, you can if you can indulge in that, especially if you're reading about yourself, you start to believe it or you start to believe aspects of it because you're like reading it over and or over and over and over. it's just over. in your life. Yeah. Regardless if you, you know, it's it exists. You're, mm. welcoming, you're welcoming it into your every day yeah so if you're if you're kind of like giving everything the diagnosis of mansplaining or male egos in your workplace you're you might be missing the nuances you know that way you might Mm -hmm. be missing that like actually do you know what i was doing those fucking spreadsheets really wrong and that guy was right this is an easier way to do it now maybe he went about it in a kind of bossier way and i think that like you know a lot of feminism as well kind of expects like everyone to communicate the same and I do think you know there aren't major differences between men and women but there are where there are differences they can be quite big and a lot of it I think is communication women are really really strong at communication and we're very good at kind of getting on someone's level making sure we understand and also being quite empathetic to other people's uh, feelings now it can go to our detriment too because we can be too tiptoey around their feelings yeah. mm-hmm. men in the workplace from my experience because I've worked, as I said, in a female industry, a dominated office and one that was, I'd say maybe 60, 40 men to women. And the way in which that they communicate don't, does not always take into other people's um, feelings as a priority. It more takes into like the end point of the work as a priority. And that can come across as really rude. But I don't think it's always because they like see you as lesser because you're a woman. Like I have seen men condescend other men just as much as I've seen them condescend other women. Yeah. And, you know, th- so that's more of a workplace specific kind of thing. Um, But like, you know, in general, in life, like everyone has an ego. This male ego thing. All well, women- isn't that like totally not feminist to like completely be like lumping all you know the male gender in mm. one idea and being like men have egos bigger egos than women they, women are perfect yeah like i mean it's the man's problem it's like we are different and that's a fact but you know so why are you shocked at certain differences and mm-hmm. different ways of communicating like i mean why do you think we fight with our fellas yeah <laughs> like, like i mean it takes it's a lot harder to work out arguments with like your boyfriend than it is your gal pal i mean do you ever work we had another sometimes? question actually just to move on slightly we had another mm-hmm. question that was like um 
Have you and Jenny ever had to record like mid argument? Absolutely not. If Jenny and I yeah. have an argument, it's sorted very fucking quickly. Yeah. And Whereas we would, any we times sure we've been well. fighting with like, oh yeah, totally. But like it, it just is yeah. natural. It's always been like that. Very true. Um, but like with men, oh my god, it takes us like me and Jenny are like on the phone, we're <laughs> crying. We're like, it takes ages to work out these yeah. things with men. Oh, and sometimes and it's I'm just a communicative difference totally. and like you know different needs different ways of handling situations and whatever so like I and just I, I, sorry on that Linz I just uh, one more thing on like fighting with your boyfriend and stuff like that like I find that you always with women get a very clear uh you know very clear end to the fight like it's very much we're spoken like we are over this fight we have moved on yeah with men where the the issue is with me is that like I could have a fight with Evan and I want to, and this can be a thing of women that we really love to talk, I want to talk it into the ground. Like, I want to be like, we are resolving this. And he's kind of resolved it in his own head, but I'm not like 100% on the same page as him. And that's why I find it hard with men, with their communication. Because I feel like with a woman, I always get a very clear sign that we are over it. With a man, I'm like, they're like, I'm over it. And I'm like, but we haven't spoken about every single aspect of what we said. <laughs> or even like, say if you and I get over something and yeah. then like for like days after we're kind of like, when well, shall we again? Oh, we didn't yeah. mean it. You know, we kind of go on about it. With a man, if you do that, if you're like, they're like, oh, they're oh, like oh. fuck's sake, I said I was over it. You're like, but you're clearly not because yeah. you're shouting at me. You're yeah. making me cry again. And they're like, because we fucking got over it. You're like, <laughs> it's so intense. And that's where the, I think that that can be a bit of a female ego thing. Like we really want to be like, you know, if we have arguments and stuff, like we, it is your kind of your ego where you're like, I want them to like me again. Like that kind of- is I want it to be totally forgotten, I, not to have existed. Let's totally. Just, you know? You know, and with ma- men, male and female egos are like, and ego complexes are kind of expressed in different ways, I think. You know, that mm-hmm. way, like women's egos are more like, it can be a bit of a competitive thing with other women sometimes. It yeah. can be, you know- more of a social aspect male egos can even be in front of men i find like women very slyly and just kind of put down other women like yeah. oh i'm not like that kind of bitch at all yeah, yeah i'm a yeah. cool bitch totally <laughs> um and then male egos are just expressed in different ways usually around other men as well or like it can be also like peacocking mm-hmm. or you know that men, men's egos can be quite like they can be fragile sometimes but so can women's like we have to look at ourselves as well and that's why that that they're the aspects of feminism that I think I could speak for you as well in so like we find frustrating and why we don't completely align ourselves and use that word to describe ourselves it's not that we're like denouncing all feminist theory we just just feel like a lot a lot a lot the bulk of the conversation around feminism is right now pointing the finger yeah right now it's pointing the finger at men and not looking at it as a whole Mm. And you know, like that's where, you know, I think that we've always said we kind of align ourselves to the the like true um, definition of feminism of like equal rights and whatever of like um, mm. the different sexes. And therefore, if we're talking about stuff, we like will both equally look at the male and the female and not be like oh, women are better, men are better, or whatever. Yeah. Because and I think when we have words like mansplaining. The male ego, toxic masculinity, it's very male, like it's bashing men and I don't like it and I won't take part of it. Yeah, and I think it just takes away the conversation around just actual toxic and not nice behaviour. And I think that everyone is completely capable of being condescending, of, you know, spreading their shit all over the bus and being like that's being very self-entitled and selfish people women are selfish women are condescending men are the exact same way and 
you can't just blame it on one person and it can feel that way I totally understand that if you are like you know one of five women in an office of like you know 50 people I'm sure it can feel that way because there's different dynamics like that's obviously going to be like a strange dynamic yeah and there's different communication skills it just that is just a fact like the way that men communicate to each other and we see it all the time like we see it with like our fellas like if they ever have a you know uh like a weird upset with their friend it's it's resolved in a very different way to the way women do. Like women make sure we know we're over it, but men kind of just bury it, but they are over it. It's just a very different way of communicating. Mm-hmm. So like if you're going to be in a room full of 50 men, like do you ever get in a room with like more than a few men? You're just like, whoa, the conversation is so different. And I'm sure that's how Evan feels when he's around like all yeah. of us. Are but like, you also have to be adaptable. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah you yeah. know, I've been hanging out with like men friends a lot more in the past couple of years and like I have become way more adaptable and I've actually like realized wow I am like a lot like very much like a guy's gal as well you mm-hmm. know like I'm very much a girl's girl but like I'm also well able to like change up my conversation with mm. men and kind of it's very simple and easy to do you have to read the room and be like quite observant and stuff like that you know yeah um so so yeah it's just kind of about being a bit more adaptable and like just embracing the differences as well yeah totally 100% embrace your differences too know your strengths as a woman because where men might have some strengths better than women women have a lot of strengths against men too and you can play that tits out and work and you'll be great (laughs) (laughs) but like as soon as you recognize like breast spreading if you (laughs) if you cleavage bulging um as soon as you recognize like the strengths of both sexes i think you can use them to your advantage too and And, and, harmony and why not use them to your advantage because men have been doing that for a fucking year yes biatch okay (laughs) um thank you so much for all your questions we love opening up the tumblr and um seeing what you want us to chat about so we will be back next month with another q a keep an eye on our Instagram, it goes podcast. Yeah, go follow it, bitches, for fuck's sake. Yeah, follow it for a full sake. Why would you listen to the pod and then follow the gram? Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girly girls. And um, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.